Welcome to the latest edition of the Flash Flashcast, where we are so cool we are ice cold. Um, <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> this is a great episode, and I can't wait to get talking about it. Um, I'm Lisa Schmeiser. With me, as always, are Phil Mozilek and Tony Sindelar. Um, as you know, we always get started with our 30-second recap. Is that what we're down to now? Uh, our 30 that, seconds? That's what I'm going to attempt. That's the goal. Right, Phil Moselak is going to attempt a 30-second recap. You get a silver medal for 45 <laughs> seconds. No credit for, yes, for a right. minute. And no credit for a minute. All right. Yeah. I like this. You know, Tony, you've had great ideas this season. First, there was the, the first there was the, 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 the Zoom draft, which is delightful. And now I, I like the scoring system. Gold medal for 30-second recap. Silver for 45. Not even a bronze if you make it a minute. Basically, what I do is I see a system and it's like that system's working. But what if I came in and imposed draconian rules on how that conversation worked? So I I'm think a, yes, I'm and a, podcasts a, are the best when you have draconian rules. I feel like, you know our podcast is good, but could it have more bureaucracy? It could always have more bureaucracy. So here more we go. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Eventually, we're going to have to write an intricately hyperlinked primer on how to listen to our podcast properly, too. So I think we have to look forward to. Anyway, it is my great pleasure to tell Phil to give him the countdown. Um, five, four, three, two, go. Okay, it's a matter of family. Now that Barry has resolved his own family issues, it's now time for him to become super therapist. Barry gets interrupted by his lab work because Iris is getting shot by real estate moguls. Why? I don't know. Uh, after a tense meeting with Iris, um, uh, Iris's mom, Francine, Joe confesses that... Bar- Ten seconds. Uh, and then Cisco devises a high-powered gun to deactivate the bomb that goes inside uh, Gilded Glider, Golden Glider. Then things uh, are finally moving for Patty and Barry. Now they're getting together, and we live with a cliffhanger. Martin Stein uh, goes and gets into blue flames while Earth 2 Harrison comes through the gateway. No, I'm so sorry. <laughs> the, oh wow, the East German judges looked poorly on that. Uh, I had so to, I, I had to skip my mid my midpoint. Yeah, yeah, um, you didn't mention Captain Cold. That was impressive. At all. No, that Captain Cold. I, I that was intentional. Chin chin, Wentworth Miller. Chin chin. Oh, hey now. Hey now. Um, so for those of you who have been trying to follow along at home, this is a Captain Cold-centric episode. He has returned to a life of crime where other people get hurt when Barry calls him out on this. It turns out that he and Daryl Dad are in league. The reason they're in league is because Dad has stuck a bomb inside Lisa Snart's head. And since Lisa's the only person Leonard cares about, Leonard is going along with his jacked up dad. Um, however, Barry and the team save the day because Barry teams up with Leonard to pull one over on dear old dad while Cisco invents um, basically the Dyson vacuum to suck the ball out of Lisa's neck. In the meantime, in between time, Caitlin is is sidling up to uh, old Jake Eric also. Is there a Miss Flash? And uh, they do science together. Um like you said, the professor bursts into big blue flames. Uh, the good news is we basically develop a, t- a tunnel that goes between Earth 1 and Earth 2. By the way, Jay is remarkably chill about having his homeworld called Earth 2. And the stinger. I, do we do we want to talk about the stinger first, or do we want to talk about the family manners first and then get back to the stinger? Because the stinger was stunning this week. I'm just Let's confused. I, I, you know, I'm three beers in, and I just got tagged out, <laughs> and Lisa tagged in and just gave me the <laughs> upper body... Uh, 
it's, it's, it's a team effort here, but okay. Well, she did. Well, cut. There, are lo- there are a lot of flashes in the Flash universe. There's no reason why it can't be a relay yeah. race Ooh. of some, some race. It's parallel. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm the Earth Two recapper. How about that? Good enough. It was better than the Earth One. <laughs> so, um, speaking of Earth Two, Earth One. Dr. Wells has crossed, the, has, has gotten off on the, the highway exit to Earth-1, and the Stinger is seeing Dr. Wells step out of the tunnel they have set up, which bafflingly has nobody manning it. <laughs> you would think that this team with their 52 breaches all over their city would, would like have cameras trained on it or robots or something, but the Stinger is that Dr. Wells um, gets introduced to our world with a lot of ominous music and lighting, and it is impossible to look at Tom Cavanaugh as anything but sinister in this shot. So I don't know if it's meant to be misleading or if they're really setting up the idea that in every universe, Dr. Wells is jacked up in some way, shape, or form. But like second week in a row, I was all, ah! And then I ran to the episode because it was just so well done. So Can this be yeah. real? I mean, I mean, literally. I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm really kind of counting the, counting the, the, the remaining fingers of my hand that say... Mm-hmm. Tom Cavanaugh, Dr. Wells is going to be a good one this this season. And everything is misdirecting that we're not. Hmm. I, Have you, um, did you guys ever watch Edge of Tomorrow, the Tom Cruise movie? Yes. Okay, so without giving away, I'm, I'm not giving away the end of the movie, but the premise is, is that he gets killed and comes back and gets killed and comes back. And the idea is that every time he does, he comes back a little bit smarter about the extraterrestrial enemy they're battling. And there's this hilarious sequence in the middle of that movie where he just keeps getting killed in spectacular and dumb ways. And, and, you know, he's rolling his eyes all, yeah, yeah, I know. Here I go. Boom. I die again. And I would love it if the whole premise of the series is every time Dr. Wells pops up in their universe, they're like, maybe this time. Oh, no, no, not this time. Maybe this. No, not this one either. <laughs> like, you just have an increasing series of, of Dr. Wells who are just awful in their own way. Because <laughs> I can't imagine that this guy isn't... We know he's brilliant. We know that Dr. Wells, what we learned in season one, is that he is the one who came up with the idea for, you know, the, the big... Plototronic, or I'm losing the, the name of the setting where they actually spend all their time. Um, you know, Dr. Wells came up with the plan for, for all the super conductor, this, that, and all the other. Mm-hmm. So I guess logically speaking, he would have done that in Earth 2 as well. The question then becomes, is Dr. Wells in Earth 2, like, ready to bop over to Earth 1 because he just wants to meet his counterpart and, like, have have a game at chess with him? Mm-hmm. Or does he have world domination plans? Or are there breaches in Earth 2 and he's, he, he was planning to come over to shake his finger and you stop that? Or, like, basically the question becomes, what does this guy want? Yeah, and, um, I mean, it's pretty ominous because... Mm-hmm. And, it, and we still don't super know how the portals work, right? I mean, no. Jay is kind of weird in that Jay got sucked through the portal and is mm-hmm. here kind of involuntarily. And so and far, he's powered, the only yeah. person we know that's like, I don't want to be here, but I ended up here. Like, there's not other people walking around Central City being like, you know, mm-hmm. like running into their Earth One counterparts and stuff. And th- and everybody else who's come over has basically done done so with the help of Zoom for nefarious purposes. So, like, yeah, that my question is like, does Earth Two um, Harrison Wells have some kind of uh, speed force going on? Um, or, I mean, I'm assuming he's, he's just curious. Just curious. I mean, I mean the we don't know also in like, his place. Yeah, I are mean, the portals one to one with like 
where um like physical i guess they're portals that they could go wherever they want but it's like maybe there's a big portal in the basement of the earth two star labs and so he's just checking it out i was also curious because but i don't think they said it like is the location of that portal like relevant to like where ronnie died um because that was the thing i mean ronnie got sucked through a portal that was not the -hmm. big portal that threatened the city and they never super dealt with that or mentioned that again yeah. Um, I'm sorry, not Ronnie, Eddie. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Eddie was in the basement and he shot himself and he gets sucked through a portal. His body body gets sucked through, so... Yeah. So is that, like, is that that portal? Is that that part of the basement? I don't know, Star Labs has a lot yeah. of basement. What I um, wish... Yeah, Star Labs. What I wish is that it would be fun if we could actually see stuff going on Earth, too, where there's, like, a detective who's looking over Eddie's body and was like, all right, we have an Eddie... We have a... This is Eddie Thon, but why is your body here? And, mm-hmm. like, the weirdness seems to be flowing just one way right now. There's got to yeah. be at least one or more episode coming set in Earth 2 that will hopefully be with some crazy reveal at the end of that, right? Yeah, um, where you find out, like, you know, oh, Hitler's still in power or something weird like that. <laughs> well, that always seems like the most popular alternate universe thing where, oh, my gosh, or, mm-hmm. oh, Kennedy didn't get shot. And, uh, well, they have the, the War of America, so that's that's something, right? Like, I, I yeah, don't think we had be, one of those. So. No, to the best of my knowledge, no. So maybe Kennedy didn't get shot in the world. But it'd be interesting if you could kind of see the the parallels. Mm-hmm. Um, because right now, again, a lot of weirdness seems to be going from Earth to Earth 1, but we haven't seen any effects going the other way. We haven't seen anyone get sucked in from this world and pushed out to the other one. Like well, there's been now no what missing if, posters, anything like that. What if mm-hmm. Eddie ended up in Wells 2's lab? Ooh, yeah. And he's like, I brought him back from the dead. And I was like, oh, way to go. You've just reintroduced Dawn to the timeline. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I, well, I have no idea now, how that works on it. See, now, that's interesting. Because now if you, let's say you you bring Eddie back to life in Earth 2, does that change Earth's 2 timeline so that Eobar I need Dawn... A, I need a whiteboard. Um. I, yeah, well, this is the problem with timeline. Time, time travel is, is it's it's not really like time is no longer a straight line. It's like there's one of those weird Celtic mm-hmm. braids that, that <laughs> goes... Mm-hmm. I'm just I thinking. Would, I, mm-hmm. Yeah. Did anyone else think it was a little kind of... Uh, kind of sloppy storytelling where like they invent the way to cross over, but then Jay is like, no, nah, I'll hang out here. Like That felt a little forced... I, well, the good news is, is the the actor who plays Jay and the actress mm-hmm. who plays Caitlin have chem- chemistry. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> it is kind of amusing that she seems to have a thing for doomed heroes or rather people who are not going to be around. <laughs> people who are not, you know, like, so, so you know, like the the Mary, the Mary Widow there is, is also, is there a flash on Earth? You know, and, oh, you're a scientist who does things with physics. And, and she's clearly smitten. I brought you some belly buster. And he's like, oh, good. Good to know belly buster is universal. <laughs> um, you, you, so, you bring up a really good point, And I want to I mm-hmm. make sure that I touch on it as you're saying it. Mm-hmm. Caitlin doesn't seem to be real upset anymore that um, her husband, fiance, is gone. Mm-hmm. Everybody seems to be okay with this. And same with Iris. No one has any kind of, mm, I'm feeling bad. No one's sad. Although they do that with, like, that's how they bring in the really, oh, tears, um, subplot of the week is, like, Iris as estranged mom is all, well, she's, she lost the love of her life six months ago. She needs her mother. And, like, everyone's, you know, like, this is the point where Joe gives her a look like, have you lost your mind? But you have a point in that if Iris is mourning, she hasn't really let it off the hook in front of us yet. 
And my suspicion is, is Caitlin was like, ugh, I've already mourned Ronnie once. <sighs> you know, maybe he'll come back again because no one ever really dies anymore. Or or maybe she's, you know, maybe she's just really tired of being sad all the time. I mean, that was actually a really nice and, and sort of heartbreaking thing about her last season was you could tell she was just so tired of feeling sad. But I'm going to hook it up with Jay and maybe mm-hmm. Firestorm comes back. Yeah. No. Are they going to kill seems him unlike- off? Well, no. um, could they? Well, the, the, if they, the, act, well, the actor is like committed to a bunch of other stuff. So, so, it, sure so bring him killing off Stein makes sense. They they have to have Stein in the crossover that's come the the, the new Legends of Tomorrow, whatever that show is called, that's coming yeah. up in January. So they're going to find somebody and they're going to write him off the show that way. The same way there's stuff going on in Arrow that explains stuff that's going on there, but that I'm not going to mention because of spoilers. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, Long story, long story short, like, they're setting up a Stein exit that leaves an opening for a scientist mentor. And, oh, look who's just walked through! Oh, Dr. Wells! Interesting. Um, So that proves that maybe this Wells could be good. Maybe. Maybe. Or maybe he'll be good to start. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he's he's the answer to all their Dr. Stein health problems, right? Yeah. He'll do something to ingratiate himself. But I don't know. Yeah, he looks... Or he's smart enough to, or he's smart enough to be like, okay, when I built this thing, I built it like a secret lair. Or Mm -hmm. worse, he discovers Gideon Mm -hmm. because, like, they didn't. There, there has been no scene in this series, this season so far. It's like, oh well, you know, sure, I was tempted to keep talking to our supercomputer from the future, but I decided that messing with the timeline was too much work, so I blew up that part of the. Like that hasn't happened yet. Someone is going to walk into Gideon at some point because you don't build a supercomputer from the future in act one and just leave it lying on a, <laughs> on a table as it were. Um, but yeah, the, the Caitlin thing, Caitlin and Jay, Oh, they're, they're it's, it's going to be very romantic and who knows, maybe she'll be like, look, I just like dating dudes who zoom off into other universes at this point because it lets me focus on my work. I mean, maybe this is her way of leaning in and having it all. Um, <laughs> well, I'm just wondering oh. if Jay found the stylist from earth two at earth one to get his hair cut. Yeah, like the same stylist where he's like, hey, Bob. Because clearly, Jay's got a little haircut going. And I don't want to yeah, focus little... on that, but I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't a fan of the haircut, but you know, there's there's reasons for it, I'm sure. So, <laughs> <laughs> so but was that? Um, Joe, Joe and mm-hmm. Iris and therapy with Barry, yeah. I thought was probably, in fact... Our um, chief audiologist of the Flash mm-hmm. Army, uh, mm-hmm. Eric, uh, had said that, you know, it was it was great that Joe actually had an adult conversation with Iris, and it didn't, and I said, you know, basically it didn't turn into melodrama, which was a very refreshing. I was really pleasantly surprised by that, because, um, you know, we were all speculating on what could have happened to uh, this woman years and years ago. Like, why would, you know, is, is she really alive? Is she from a different planet? Blah, blah, blah. And the answer is pretty simple and pretty mundane, which is um, she was an active addict. She chose to leave treatment and uh, leave her old life behind all in one fell blow. And Joe was like, well, the hell with it. We're just going to give Iris the fantasy mom that I wish she would have had as opposed to raising her with, well, your mother loved the pills more than she loved you. So, <laughs> and um, 
what I was really pleasantly surprised by was Iris's reaction, because instead of raging about, you kept me from my mother, or anything along those lines, like the first words out of her mouth were, you did what you did to protect me. And it's an incredibly compassionate and mature perspective to come from somebody who, in theory, could be really angry about the fact that her dad did take her mom away from her through through lies, and did close the door to Iris having some sort of relationship with her mother. Um, although granted, like the conversation that Joe has with his ex, it makes it sound like she hasn't been clean that long. So, but, but, you know, long, the point is, is Iris has every right to be upset at her dad's deception. And instead she looks past what he did to why he did it. And she chooses to focus on that. And it was a surprisingly mature and nuanced uh, response. I thought. Uh, very un-CW. You think so? Absolutely. Usually that mm-hmm. turns into a completely uh, crazy situation where you have, yeah. you know, Iris would would have gone into a tailspin, hated mm-hmm. Joe, hated Barry because he knew and... Become an alcoholic. <laughs> well, I mean, whatever. I mean, it would have turned completely sideways on him and eventually mm-hmm. it would have been Barry's fault in some way. And it was actually mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, this is like... You know, real adults having a real, you know, owning up to a situation. Yeah, somebody had a secret and they're just like, let's just talk about it. Let's not, like, wait until there's a life or death situation and someone has a gun to my head and I have to say something. Or I've fallen off of the wagon and I'm now a terrible, now I'm a terrible addict. Uh, You know, Dinah on uh, (laughs) (laughs) Laurel Laurel Dinah Lance on um, Arrow. Yeah, Joe Joe continues Mm -hmm. to be the best best adult in the the Arrow Flash universe. He really Uh, is. He really is. He's the most adult of adults. I feel yeah. like I should draw a picture of him with cartoon hearts for eyes. It's just no, and and Iris was like a kick-ass dog. I feel like we should give mad props to Iris in this episode too, because um, well, I rolled my eyes nonstop through the whole journalism plot <laughs> <laughs> for obvious reasons. Um, they still have front pages. That's good for them, right? Oh, I just <laughs> you, know, I, you know, Phil and I were watching it, and I was like, no, what they mean is she'd be above. She she oh look the news, you're at the very top of the website or what have you, um, but. I liked that her reaction was so loving toward her dad. Like it was mm-hmm. very, it, it, it goes a long way to building this believable thing that she and Barry and Joe just have this, this, this unbreakable creed that, you know, we are, we are always for each other. We always give each other the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. And I even, I like the, I mean, the little uh, scene where Barry rescues her. Yeah. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it, that didn't connect into anything, but it was fun. Yeah. And it was fun that he's like, trust me, I'll take care of this for you. And uh, he runs up a building. But was the episode in general kind of scattershot or am I am I crazy? I think you're a little crazy, to be frank. <laughs> well, it was, I, I, I don't know. I think it was a little all over there. I was a little disappointed. Um, I mean... We didn't really, I, I thought this was not the best Captain Cold episode, and I really mm-hmm. like the Captain Cold episodes, yeah. and I think in part there was kind of less for him to bounce off of, because mm-hmm. he and his sister are, are split up, right? We never get them together. Yeah. And, uh, you know, his his dad basically makes it clear that he's like, a, you know, just a super evil bad guy, but he's not really interesting, and there's not really a lot for, for Snart to bounce off of there. So, I don't know, in some ways it's kind of... It's a little wasted, right? Mm. Um, I, I don't know. I was a little disappointed by by, by some of that. Like I, I, mean, I, I had just, high hopes for. Uh, yeah, if you've got a Michael Ironside, I mean, granted the guy's a little bit older, 
but mm-hmm. it felt like he was really old in this episode, like kind of talking like I'm deaf. It, it just, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's yeah. one of those things I, I just, you know, it was like, you got Michael Ironside, you got to use that. And then they, I was really surprised when he gets killed off, right? I figured yeah. that would be a reoccurring dynamic and a reoccurring thing. And it's like, nope, it's like, and you know, we get like little hints of a story that make it seem like, cause like he's theoretically a former cop who's now like a professional criminal and who mm-hmm. seems to be really cutthroat. And like, there are little bits there that could make for an interesting character, but we never really get that. Instead, it's just like, he's basically a crazy enough guy that he blows up the head of somebody who's basically just rude to him, which mm-hmm. like undermines his whole plan. And he's manipulative enough to put a bomb in his own daughter to manipulate his son. And it's just, it's, I don't know. It's it's a little extra comic booky. Um, mm-hmm. And then I would be remiss if I didn't include. I mean, this may be my most uh, egregious. I'm no scientist, but moment. Uh, the the it seemed like a lot of this episode was b- working backward from like we need Captain Cold to freeze lasers, which was whoa. Yeah. There you go. That was a yeah. <clears throat> I, I I actually was like that was my I'm no scientist moment, and I was like. I'm no scientist, but you're telling me Cisco invented a gun that can freeze light? Nope. I mean, yeah, or, let me just say. Mm-hmm. It's not how lasers work. It's not how cold guns work. It's not how laser security systems work. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you can see the lasers, which is like, you know, a foible that lots of TV does. Um, but yeah, it, mm-hmm. it doesn't really make any sense. Yeah, and then I'm um, just going to be, I'm going to be Captain Cold, a.k.a. Wentworth mm-hmm. Miller, and just walk through mm-hmm. them. Ooh, let me show you how I can break, break light ice yes yeah 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 Yeah. i mean it's it's kind of fun and interesting but it's so ridiculous that it it kind of it kind of breaks a lot of it especially when there's i don't know there's supposed to be this more serious there with the the father-son dynamic and um i don't know i i was well what i I thought was interesting was um how he went in for the kill with his dad like once his sister was safe you know, boom, his dad was dead with ice through the heart, and um, mm-hmm. which no symbol is in there. And it was pretty evident that um, it was pretty, he it was pretty evident he'd been itching to do that for forever. Yeah. And I thought that's really, and I thought, okay, this what makes it interesting is is the dynamic. It's an abused kid who's finally fighting back against their abuser, and yeah, but was, see, and he, it wasn't even because his dad was abusing him, it's because his dad went after his sister and stuck a bomb in her head. And that yeah, was, and was I like, think you're really reaching. And, like, that's, you're really extrapolating, like, a lot of, you're filling in a lot of details that weren't, weren't given to us. Okay. I mean, I feel but like I, it was almost, it's, it's setting things up by, now he's in prison. Yeah. And he's going to meet, and it, there was also the line in there about, like, we're going to transfer him to the metahuman wing, which doesn't make mm-hmm. any sense, because he's not a metahuman. No, but he you know, has you a know gun. But yeah. you know what Captain Cold's going to do in the metahuman wing? He's going to make a lot of friends, and yeah. that's going to be a problem later. And yeah. that, that, like, I'm, I, that sounds fun, and I'm kind of excited about that, and I yeah. hope... Um, you know, I I hope we get to see the whole kind of team back together with some other miscreants. That um, could be really. But cool. this was weird because you know we didn't really get a lot of Captain Cold in this episode, right? I mean, like he doesn't get to be Cisco. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, but he he was actually like every lot. And again, I realize that Phil and I have radically different um, attitudes towards Wentworth Miller and his presence on this show. But every line he had, like, it's it's like, I don't know how much time Wentworth Miller has been practicing his delivery, but like every line was just this perfect biting, like, he's really having fun with the role type of thing. And um, 
I like the exchange in the jail when he's in the jail jail at the end with Barry. But I also really love the setup they had in the in the diner or the bar where you know. Oh, pass me the, I think those pass were great. me the salt and yeah, you know the says don't spill. That's bad luck. And he deliberately knocks it over and and, and um. I really liked what little screen time he had. I thought he did a great job of acting furious, like without trying to, um, mm-hmm. like, and I, and I say that after having watched prison break, like when detailed it extensively for television, that pity, like one of the things that got me is, is, um, what worth Miller does best on TV because TV is the kind of canvas an actor has. If they have to show a lot going on beneath the surface, Mm-hmm. without making a big show of it. Like, I also think Ming-Na Wen does a great job of this over on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, there's a thousand things going on behind her eyes, and you kind of get a sense of it all, even while she's, you know, being impassive or kicking somebody's butt. And Wentworth Miller kind of... Car- uh, to, my, to my mind, Wentworth Miller carries that off here, too, where he's enraged, he's furious, he doesn't want to have to deal with Barry because that's just another complication of situation that already sucks and blows. And, um, <laughs> and all of that comes out. And... Um, I think it's also really interesting that he and Lisa apparently don't check up on each other. Like he's just, okay, I'll take your word for it that your nerd sucked out, you know, the, the bomb with the Dyson and I'm off to jail. And she's like, all right, later, later losers. And, you know, goes off and does that. But I liked it because I'm a sucker for Captain Cold episodes. And I have been a huge fan of um, the Golden Glider ever since it was revealed she had a commercial trucking trucker's driving license. She also has a golden motorcycle. I know. Like, it's the fact that it's the fact that she, like, went to all the trouble to get the the training to drive a commercial truck. I don't know why that detail charms me so much. I just I just really like the notion of her in trucking school, just, you know, with that grin. (laughs) Well, I don't know. I like I like a lot about her. I mean, I think she's uh, she's really fun. I I think even like you know I think her relationship with Cisco is kind of fun and silly. Like I feel like yeah. this legitimately started as like a false thing to like mm-hmm. you know to like uh, you know seduce him and get him where he she needed and like that plan like you know fifteen yeah. episodes ago. But like mm-hmm. I feel I I believe that she has some legit funness for him as yeah. like you know this is a straight up guy who's not a criminal and who, and like everybody else i hang s- out with and he you know he's 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 useful and he's nice and he's you know he's got his his life together and i can respect that um and she see- and he sees through my stuff i think what she likes about him is that he sees through her stuff and he still likes her yeah cuz at the end when she's all you might be my first friend da-da-da-da. and Cisco's like yeah how much of that is true and she just gives him a grin like oh you 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 know me and mm-hmm. that's when you can kind of see like the little cartoon hearts in her eyes for a moment and that's why she kisses him is because she's got to get the upper hand in the mm-hmm. situation again but uh, I like when uh you know I like when Barry decides to go undercover because that's it's kind of ridiculous <laughs> and and I even, I think my favorite part about that is when uh-huh. he goes and meets uh, Lewis Snart, and he for like literally one dial- line of dialogue has like a criminal voice with like worse grammar, yeah, and then he's yeah. just like, "Now I'm gonna have my normal voice, but I'm gonna use slang." <laughs> and it's like, "No, Barry, this you is are not, my jam." You were know, <laughs> like you know. the least convincing undercover. It is like trying to put a puppy undercover. It's like you put a little hat on it. You're like, "Oh, it's a cute puppy with a hat." It's <laughs> yeah, he, you know, I mean, yeah. Not, no, like, not not working to his strengths, I guess. I think the uh, only, but I but I do love his his use of speed force to help on the heist, where he yeah, yeah. zips the guards out of the way. I don't know where they end up with, and and, and brute forcing the keypad uh, mm-hmm. by doing every yeah. combination. That's yeah. that was I can appreciate I like that. that. Yeah, because like you pointed out today on Twitter, um, there's a Justice League episode, um, yeah. the the one where they're with the Justice Lords and uh, their Flash, uh, our Flash, I should say, the good guy Flash. Uh, 
basically does the brute force thing until Batman mm-hmm. barks the coat at him. So <laughs> there are, I mean, there are a lot of little things in this episode, mm-hmm. and it is weird because they don't connect together. And I guess Phil, yeah. that's where I kind of agree with your kind of like it's scatter shot, right? I mean, because we've mm-hmm. got like kind of the. Um, Jay and Caitlin relationship is building, and then we've got the Cisco and Golden Glider relationship. There's mm-hmm. even also the like Barry and Patty get like what two or two and a half scenes. Me- they got like two meat cutes in the coffee plus one yeah. meat gruesomeish with, the, with I, the head blown off. Yeah, and I think that that's felt a little where, unnecessary. Yeah, ex- see, mm-hmm. and it that, it's scatter shot tonally. That was like that's, we don't want you to forget about her. Uh, exa- well, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. It's like. You want to? You, you're giving us a whole bunch in this amount of time. I mean, so if you're going to call this a bridge episode, then I guess that's mm-hmm. what it is. But it's like mm-hmm. so tonally. Out I of think whack. it would have been a better. It would have been a better bridge episode if it was just like if there was a more because I feel like season one had that occasionally where like mm-hmm. the metahuman of the week was actually like the B plot and the A plot was people's relationships and figuring things out. And Mm -hmm. this one, they don't do that because we, you know, Captain Cold is kind of interesting enough that we kind of make him the A plot and there's the, we learn the stuff about his family. Um, but it makes it feel like it would have been, you know, it almost would have worked better if the, the, the villain this week had been some meta human they dealt with in like 10 minutes. Um, you know, um, I think part of the challenges they're going to have, and my senses is they're going to have this on Arrow too, is since they are trying to set everything up for uh, whatever the show is that's coming on January. I keep wanting to call it Sky Captains of Tomorrow, which is patently not what it is. Um, <laughs> legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, Legends, legends of, Sky of, Captain Tom- of Tomorrow. Yes, the Legends of Tomorrow. Like they're they're trying to set it up, and um, so my sense is there's going to be a lot of furniture moving to try to get those pieces into place so it all fits together, and you know, I can see why they're doing it and what the demand might be. But at the same time, you're right that maybe it makes the, the quality of the, uh, of the show drop. Um, I think I was just so relieved mm-hmm. and so impressed with how they and covered Joe and they- Iris. I'm like, okay, whew, thank God this episode is not, you know, <laughs> yeah, it was so well yeah. done for real. Yeah. And I, and mm-hmm. I really love the inner, I like the interaction. I love the interaction that Barry and Leonard have with one another. Like, I don't love it in the sense that I'm going to, like, join the, I think they call it Cold Flash. Like, if you search for Barry Leonard fanfics on the internet, you will not fall short. Um, Like, I don't love it. Like, yeah, no, that's like a whole thing, apparently. Like, um, but the the whole Barry Leonard uh, back and forth where in another life we could have been friends or, or like in another life we could have been lab partners who secretly don't dislike each other or whatever. Um, I like that they flesh that out a little bit more and that because Barry is Barry, he's never going to stop trying to make friends with other smart misfits. And because Leonard is Leonard, he's always going to rebuff it. <laughs> but um, I think you, I'm coming around on you guys where it's, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of a, Pope or even episode like they're setting the table for some other stuff there there yeah. are really I think good it's- nuggets in there yeah. and mm-hmm. that's why mm-hmm. it you like you get focused in on one thing you're like ooh, it's a good episode but mm-hmm. if you step back it's like holy shkaboli you really kind of packed it not yeah dense in a mm-hmm. good way 
Yeah. It's tricky because they have, we have all these characters to check in on right now, right? And there's kind of, right now, there's like a lot more characters than there kind of was at any one point in season one of Flash, right? Because it's like, Mm -hmm. we've got the whole Star Labs team, and we've got Harrison Wells, and we've got Jay, and we even have Patty now, who's on the periphery there, and and Iris actually gets, you know, her own plots now, and so they got to check in with everybody. Uh, And it, it means... You know, I, I mean, I guess it's good as opposed to there being episodes. I mean, like, you know, Ronnie basically didn't exist for a large part of season one. And, mm-hmm. you know, Ed, Eddie would pop in and out uh, whenever he, he was needed, like a good golden retriever. But um, yeah. in, instead, in this <laughs> one, it's like, no, we're going to check in with everybody. Um, everybody's going to get a little bit of screen time. But it does feel scattered because, like, their stories are individual and not, you know, it's not like, and they all came together at the end to solve one mystery. It's like, no, they're all doing their own. They all had cupcakes and, together like, and some stupid you know, song about Rebels and yeah you know i mean mm-hmm. joe was not involved at all in like you know in, in the snarts uh, drama other than you know <laughs> helping yeah. clean up a crime scene in the middle right um but i don't know it I, I think it's still good it just was not as solid as i would like for a captain cold episode yeah true and with captain cold it needs to be ice cold solid even <sighs> no it was um it, it was like you said there was a it, maybe it's an, a, when they're sitting at the table i guess it's the appetizer event where there's just mm-hmm. lots of little things you can pick and choose but that's you know you're a little hungry an hour later and you're like oh thank goodness there's dinner so i don't know i am um, trying to think um i did actually watch the preview for next week which is marvelously uninformative so uh we don't need to worry about spoiling that for anybody do we need to talk it, about the 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 side relationship with barry and getting the digits <laughs> yeah with patty yeah all right i have to work to overcome my ondria zuckerman thing with with her i realize like the the venn diagram between people who watched old school beverly hills 902 and 0 and people who are watching the flash is probably like me and two other people in america but it's, well, it's there I'm, I'm included it's real it's real she's ondria zuckerman is she not <laughs> i can um, see where you're going with it yeah um I don't know, man. Like, again, I feel like Barry has just, Barry's been through some stuff. I, I really don't know if he has the bandwidth to be a good boyfriend. But, you know, that doesn't matter because it's a CW show. So <laughs> so I, I appreciate, like, and the other thing is, is he's not an unattractive guy. I cannot believe this is a guy who literally doesn't know what to do with uh, w- with a woman. You know, oh, my God, a girl gave me, a girl gave me her number. Wait, what? You know, this is really like a thing for you? Yeah, uh, you know, I, 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 he, no. I, I, I'm willing to believe that he's awkward. So, um, okay. you know, All right. okay. I, I don't know at this point though. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just thinking to myself. I would think that it would be advantageous for him to go ahead and because it doesn't seem like he and Iris have any romanticness at all now. Mm-hmm. And well, yeah. right. No, that's exactly. great. I'm I glad mean, they walked away from that. And it yeah. seems like they're just going to go ahead and, and up uh, punt that. That was season one. See you later. And mm-hmm. let's go ahead and roll with this. But again, this may be day one of that relationship. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm willing to believe it because I, I feel like there's the big premise where, where, uh, you know, Barry has had this crush less in love with Iris for like forever. And that basically has kind of, you know, um, 
it took him a long time to kind of work through that and get beyond that. And so, like, that has kind of defined his romantic interests for, like, you know, an, an, un, unbe- yeah. an unbelievably long amount of time. That's and good that therefore, good like, point. you know, he probably has not had um, positive, uh, you know, relationships with, with, well, with he, uh, anyone, women, whether just, romantic, well, he, he's, r- romantic or platonic. I mean, there's the whole thing where, like, Barry doesn't have any friends except the people he became friends with after he was the Flash, right? Uh, yeah, he, he, he had booty blindness. Yeah. I, is that that's the the technical term? That's 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 exactly the term. <laughs> okay, he was blinded. I, you know, mm. you only focus in on on the one thing, and so everybody else, even Felicity, was was well, she's really cool, but nah, what am I gonna do? I don't know. He had the puppy dog mm-hmm. eyes for her before he got hit by the lightning. So there was that. Um, That's true. Because yeah. the way that they set that up was they were just beginning to explore having a relationship and they were probably IMing or meeting in some mud somewhere. And then, <laughs> <laughs> well, come on. Look at who they are. And then he got zapped by lightning. And although she went to visit, there were clues laid down in Era before Flash even started that Iris had begun spending all of her time hanging out. And it got awkward for Felicity because people are like, yeah, well, I have an Iris. And like, we saw that she stayed very friendly with Cisco and Caitlin. Um, but, uh, you know, they, 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 like, they had two iterations of the same conversation, where first it was, you know, Barry telling Felicity, well, if you get your eyes and heart off the other guy and, let, you know, give me a call. And then later she tells him the same thing, and uh, which is all foul and filthy lies, because Emily Betzworkard has chemistry with everybody. So, <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I mean... Again, they'll probably date, and Barry and Patty, and she'll be put in danger, or, or she'll find out who we like. She'll have some metahuman task force thing where she's like, "Yeah, yeah, kill the metahumans." He's like, "Awkward." Um, but you know, like it will play out. Like I, I don't think they're going to have Barry settle down unless this thing, like, really, you know, like the the chemistry burns up the screen and people start like making a portmanteau of their names, um, batty or something. <laughs> Does she does she learn that he's the Flash by the end of season? Yeah, I don't know. I think question. so. I think it's got to happen. Like that's just the thing. It, yeah. Secret identities don't stay secret um, in the in the CW verse. No, like, uh, and to bop over to like Marvel for a minute there. Like to me, that was the most brilliant thing about the ending of um, Iron Man is when um, Tony Stark says, to him, "Like yeah, I'm Iron Man," and just you know, it was like fine, you know, the the few. The, the 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 less I have to twiddle around with a secret identity, the more bandwidth I can devote to whatever else. And um, you know, I, I always admired that because it it takes like it inherit it it blocks one form of of sometimes unnecessary drama. But I mm-hmm. don't ever see Oliver Queen like becoming the mayor of uh, Starling and saying, you know what, I was the heir all those years. <laughs> or, I, I could see it. I mean, there yeah. is. I think. I think I saw on some wiki like the list of people mm-hmm. that know Oliver Queen's identity, and it's like thirty-five names long now. You yes. Know? So, <laughs> like yeah. the entire League of Assassins knows who he is. So come on. Yeah, it's it's yeah. I mean, <laughs> and know. none of those people uh, of the thirty-five are saying anything to their extended family. Come on. Yeah. I guess not. Yeah, none of those 35 are on social media. It's all good. So, well, because um, they're None assassins. of those 35 would discuss it loudly in a police station or anything, you know? No, because, again, um, assassins, what are they do- The only time they're in a police station is if they have to kill a police officer, I think. Yeah. So. It doesn't matter, because so, even if you're the green arrow, if you can mm-hmm. call yourself the red arrow or the blue arrow, no one knows yeah. who you are. You become somebody <laughs> completely different. 
I still I like because they had that video. They had the his announcement on the background in the Flash, mm-hmm. which made it like how conspicuous. Like like that's an H HD right? Like mm-hmm. like like I know who that is. So yeah. you know, like he should not be so well lit if he wants to. Mm-hmm. Um, if so. he wants to keep it up. Uh. Uh, no. Anyway, to get back to the show that we actually all watch. Um, fun little episode, but uh, table setting as it were. So we'll have to see. A we're heading. Bit, yeah. Well, we're about to head into sweeps. So yeah. And we've got you know there's some some interesting things going on. You know. Yeah. I mean Harrison Wells showed up. That's the big thing. Like, ah! feel like that's probably going to be yeah. a big deal next week. Uh, yes. The ongoing whatever's happening to Martin Stein, uh, mm-hmm. big deal, right? And right. you know, I mean, I wonder if there's going to be he's going to have to have a new partner because uh, I mean, I think in the comics there are various firestorms, and I don't know mm-hmm. if they've ever share things, but like there was that other character who was introduced briefly. Uh, you know, could he be pulled in and become the other half of a new firestorm or something like that? I mean, mm-hmm. there, th- that's an interesting thread that could go places. And we, I'm have, more and we haven't met things. Wally Wells. Wally West? Yeah. Wally, Wally West, West, yeah. So. Yeah. And we don't know. So we know there's a Wally West this season. Yeah. We don't know if that's an Earth 1 or an Earth 2 Wally West, right? Good. Um, I think in casting news, they've given it away. But for sake of discussion, oh, okay. let's, say, let's say that we don't know that. So. Well, because it would be interesting if, like, if it, if it was Earth 2. Because, I mean, for example, you know, so far, we're, we, I mean, there, we haven't yeah. met an Earth 1 Jay Garrick either. But, no, I mean, what if Joe, what if yeah. Joe had a son in Earth, in Earth 2, right? And oh, my God. Iris, that that would have been so smart. That'd been, that would have been great. Um, I am great at coming up with soap opera slash comic book plots. I <laughs> so. know. it. You really are. Um, and you make a good point. Like, I'm actually surprised Jay Garrick hasn't said anything along the lines of, I sought out my counterpart in this Earth, and, and it turns out that he's like a slam poet or you know something completely different <laughs> that is as not a, a recognized occupation as opposed um. to like a freelance heavy water cleaner or whatever it was he was no which was actually one of the more hilarious parts of the episode where he's like oh shucks i was just a man working on finding ways to clean up heavy water and caitlin practically trips over her shoes killing heavy water cleanup's really important and heroic and i was like oh my god girls got it bad right <laughs> You're gonna, I'm, I'm you gonna know? lose the pun I'm about to throw out there, but I'm gonna stop. Mm. Okay. Everybody gets wet. No. See, there it goes. I'll bleep oh. that part. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> awful. <laughs> this is a family podcast. <laughs> oh. I feel like Steve Lutz for a second. Yeah. That's, no. It's not good, right? It feels no. dark and icky. It huh? does. It oh. does. I feel like I've been covered with Elmer's glue. Uh, this is what California does to you, Phil. Too, many, too many avocados. Too yeah. debauched. Too debauched. But um, yeah, no. It's, I'm actually surprised. Like, what would even be creepier is if, like, and I don't know if this will happen at all, mind you. I'm just like, is if Wells is all, oh, Barry Allen, I've been watching you grow up, and Barry's like, oh God, not again. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm I'm super curious about the differences between Earth Two and Earth One. Like, who's lived and who's died, and and. Uh, yeah, that, that could be a thing that they mine for for multiple seasons, right? Um, yeah, absolutely. You know? yeah, but I, I'm thing. really hoping. I mean, I don't know if they've said anything, but I'm hoping we get at least a at least an episode or two that's just all in Earth too. Um, yeah. So you, know, you don't think they're the, gonna they're gonna seal the portals by the end of the season? Uh, you know, I I don't know. I don't know what the long term plan is for for Flash. Um. Mm-hmm. I, um because there's there's only so many. I mean, especially if the tricky thing is like Barry gets more and more powerful, right? Um, it it seems like uh, time travel and multiverses are like the way that you pull in like more complicated problems that you can't just solve by running really fast. Um, 
So I don't know. I feel like this is probably one of those problems you never solve uh, yeah. completely forever. It's you just you, you you seal most of the portals and you deal with the guy who's who's ferrying people over. Um, and you know this is just Earth two. They can have they can have Earth three through however many seasons until the Flash becomes unprofitable. So yeah, um, never. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, at some point, at some point, like Grant Gustin is going to be like, I'd like to have some French fries, please. It's been eight or nine yeah. years. <laughs> You know, like, <laughs> or like, or like, eventually he'll hit his mid thirties, and and the metabolism will begin to catch up, like the same way it did with the cat who played Superman on the CW, um, mm-hmm. Tom Well, Tom Welling, yeah, mm-hmm. like because you look at early seasons of Smallville, and then like by the very end of the show, and you're like, oh, okay, here we go. <laughs> but, We're all aging, even Superman. <laughs> exactly, so. yeah. Which is just which. This is the problem with live action superheroes. Is is. Mm. We, are using regular human beings to portray them. Now, um, mm-hmm. I am all for. Um, honestly, I would like to see more superheroes who are not, say, white dudes. Um, I mm-hmm. think it reflects America. I think it's to the benefit of storytelling. I think it's to the benefit of, of things in general. That said, I have been rewatching the old Justice League cartoons that came on, like from 2000 to 2002 or 2001 2003 like you know mm-hmm. you know the series i'm talking about and yep. i love that wally west so much and i would love it if he popped into the series mm-hmm. so very sad that's not going to happen yeah we'll, live. well he's kind of a weird that that version of the flash is kind of a mixture of the they wally combine west and, like a whole bunch Allen, of yeah right because yeah. they make him a forensic scientist and uh and, but also and yeah. i think he looks kind of like more like barry allen but his name's wally west he's a redhead um, when he takes off the cowl though so yeah so, so there's yeah, that. there's that my the, favorite scene from that. Is that the one from, from Flashpoint? No, that's different. Uh, this is there's Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. Is the mm-hmm. you can you can watch them on Netflix. I highly recommend them. Yes, um, it's a you know 22 minute cartoon, and there's like there's I think there's a little over 100 episodes total. Um, but it's it's the Justice League, and then Justice League Unlimited is like they pull in even more like fringe uh, people who you know they get one episode because you only need one episode about Hawk and Dove. Yeah, um, but. They, it's it's pretty good, and they've got some oh stuff that's long gosh. character arcs. You just I highly up recommend it. One of the coolest sets of teams. Like I thought, the coolest name ever, Hawk and Dove. I actually like bought those the day they came out. Like you are literally <laughs> the only person I know who has ever said coolest sets and coolest yeah. names in conjunction with Hawk and Dove. I have I, yeah, I was never say, you who Hawk and Dove are. Another human being. I, I I loved it when it came out, but then it you know it. When? That is Weird. like people being excited by Cloak and Dagger over in the Marvelverse. Oh my gosh. Oof. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, no, now you understand why I'm so shocked. <laughs> okay. I'm with you. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm glad I'm glad though, like pitch me on why I should care about Hawk and Dove, why they're cool. I can only tell you about nothing. the first five issues, maybe six, that I own. Because I saw them in at the newsstand and i thought man that just seems really cool and it was just the idea of these two individuals and i think they changed genders at one point like somebody died and and it became dove became actually a woman but Mm -hmm. uh initially it just seemed interesting to me it was a cool like combo hawk and dove i can't pitch you on it because mm-hmm. I am completely spaced out on the actual storyline. I can only tell you that I was really drawn to the graphics. Mm. That's a reason to do it. I mean, there's kind of a, a neat thing in terms of having, like, 
superheroes who are brothers, right? Like that's not a common. That, there like, there's was, lots of things. Right? Brothers, like that's kind that's of the, right. the hook, right? Yeah. Um, which is like it's kind of like a weird mixing of the like the slightly more juvenile mm-hmm. like you know brothers who solve crimes, Hardy Brothers like teen thing, and the the adult superhero uh, mechanic, right? Like it's it's kind of a weird uh, splitting the difference of those. Um, because I feel like there are not a ton of uh, superheroes who are who, uh, who who fight crime as a family. I guess, except when Batman invites all his friend his family over, and then they they don't like each other. So, yeah, yeah. Batman Thanksgiving super awkward. Um. <laughs> I would like to see that. I would like to see. Oh God, I'm just imagining the Gotham Thanksgiving. Um, anyway, we should wrap this up before we get back to talking about extra extracurricular things, like how surprisingly entertaining Gotham is this year. Um, so, uh, with an appetizer of a podcast to go with an appetizer of an episode, I was Lisa Schmeiser. Hey, I'm Phil Moselak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm Tony Sindelar. Good night, nerds. Night, nerds. <laughs>